hey, hey guys. So today is all about inviting people to intimacy when those people are angry with you and they're disappointed with you and they have these expectations of you that you never meet. Now there was a moment in my life where I knew I was about to make a decision that was going to disappoint everyone in my life. And for a moment, it crushed me under the weight of the people pleasing. I had no idea how much I had let other people's opinions of me dictate my choices. But in this specific moment, I knew that I had to go with the place that felt like the most peace, the place that I would feel the least regret. And I knew that that choice would disappoint everyone in my life. But I decided that I was finished with disappointing myself. So today, just keep that story in mind as I talk about inviting people to intimacy when you know they're disappointed in you, when people are angry with us, when people put expectations on us that we don't meet and they are continually frustrated and they try to control us and they're angry with us and they want to lash out at us because we're not doing what they think we should do. How do we invite those people into intimacy with us? How do we keep moving toward people who are building walls and wedges in our relationships? How do we keep doing that? How do we keep our hearts open? The answer is, I'm not really sure, but I have five things today I want to offer you where we can take ownership of this invitation of intimacy, where we can take ownership of the ability to build relationships with people, where we can know that if those relationships don't work out, it's not because of us. It's not because we didn't try. It's not because we didn't humble ourselves. It's not because we didn't move toward people. So today, let's go. Let's talk about it. Five five ways that we can invite people to intimacy, into intimacy with us when they are so very frustrated with us. So let's just be really honest here. I disappoint people all the time. It seems like it's a daily. It used to bother me, but now my identity, my identity, I feel so secure in who God says I am that I realize that I don't have to carry guilt and shame because I've disappointed other people because other people's expectations of me aren't met. Used to, it would just weigh so heavy on me. I just wanted people to be pleased with me. I wanted people to understand me. I wanted to I wanted people to realize where I'm coming from, to see my perspective, to hear my heart. I so wanted to be understood that it hurt me when people were disappointed in me, but I didn't realize then who God says I am. I mean, I knew it in my head, but I didn't really live it out as a belief in my heart. But now I'm so sure of who God says I am. And I know the difference in peace and false peace. And I just have to walk confidently in the things that God's Spirit is leading me in. And people still are disappointed in me. I'm not meeting everybody's expectations around me. But it doesn't weigh on me anymore because I know that it is not my responsibility to please them. And it's not my responsibility to live my life meeting their expectations. If people are disappointed in me, if people are disappointed in my choices, if they have these expectations of me that I'm not meeting, that is on them. It is not on me. I want you guys to remember that today in your own personal stories. Now, it's easy to build walls to protect ourselves from people 
who are always frustrated with us. I mean, every choice we make, people are frustrated with us. But guess what? My heart doesn't really want to close people out of my life. I don't want to build walls. I don't want to avoid conversations with people who want to tell me what I should have done or how they are disappointed in how I act. So how do we invite people to intimacy and relationship when they're constantly choosing anger and disappointment, when they're constantly reacting to us instead of responding to us, when they're constantly telling us what we should have done just because those are the expectations they have of us? I mean, it would be easier if other people would realize their own issues. It would be easier if they would take their own responsibility for their own healing so they can position themselves for God to change them, to help them see that they have these expectations that they're trying to control and manipulate and how they react instead of respond. It would be a lot easier if other people would do that hard work of considering others better. But guess what, guys? We're not here to change other people. We know that we are only in control of ourselves. We have to take ownership of ourselves. It takes a lot of energy to be offended. It takes a lot of energy to try to control situations. It takes a lot of energy to be angry when things don't go our way. And quite frankly, I don't have the energy to be in control of everyone else. I barely have the energy to to die to myself and let others live to create space for them to be the best versions of themselves. I have a hard time just keeping up with myself. But when I let go of control and anger and offenses and thinking that I had a right to say how people show up, when I let go of all of that and just trusted God to be the loudest voice in everyone else's lives, it brought peace into me. So today, let's just start with those five ways that we can invite people into intimacy when they're so frustrated with us and how we can take ownership of our own selves in our relationships as we invite people into that intimacy. So what can I do? If I can't control other people, what can I do? Well, first of all, I can be kind and gentle. I can choose to overlook people's words that I know they're spoken in anger or words that are spoken when they're expectations aren't met. I can be kind and gentle. I can't control anyone else, but I can choose to show up as a kind and gentle person. And you can too. We have that choice. We get to decide how we're going to show up. So the number one tip I have for you to create intimacy is to be kind and gentle. I'm reminded of God's word where it says his gentleness made, made me great. His gentleness makes us great. And his kindness leads us to repentance. There is not an angry word that ever softens anyone. It is always kindness that draws other people into relationships. So if we're wanting to invite people into intimacy with us, even if they're hard people who are so angry at us, we can choose to show up kind and gentle and we can respond to the Holy Spirit in us instead of react to the person in front of us who is so angry with us. I know how hard it is to show up kind and gentle when you feel like you are being attacked and misunderstood, but I know with God's help, we can do it. The second tip I have for you is you can choose to not be offended. 
you don't have to take on offense just because someone is not treating you kind and gentle. We can recognize that people may not even realize that their explosion of emotions is just rooted in their own unmet expectations. Guys, they may not even realize they're trying to control people or circumstances. They may not realize that instead of allowing people the grace and space to show up however they choose to show up, they're really trying to control people or they're frustrated because they can't control people. But we can be people who choose not to be offended. We can choose pe- we can choose to be the kind of people that offer grace and give people space to show up however they choose to show up. That's the kind of person I want to be, especially when I feel misunderstood and I'm not being heard or my perspective isn't being seen. It's okay. I don't have to be offended because I know the one who does see me. I know the one who does hear me. I know the one who completely understands me. He's the same one that has promised to gently lead those with young. He's the same one who is whispering, this is the way, walk in it. And if I am responding to God's spirit in me and and walking in the way that I think he's showing me to walk, then I can rest confidently in that without choosing to be offended because someone else doesn't understand because God understands and he knows the way in which he leads us and he knows the fruit that's going to come from it. So just walk in peace knowing where he's leading you and leave all the other details to him to work out and figure out and just choose to not be offended. So I just mentioned the third one, but we can extend grace. We can be people who extend grace and give people the space and permission to show up in this life and in circumstances and in conflict, however they want to choose to show up. I mean, if we want to show up kind and gentle and we want people to give us grace to show up how we want to show up, we have to be willing to give people the grace and space to show up however they want to show up. Maybe they want to show up angry. Maybe they want to show up offended. Maybe they want to keep a chip on their shoulder. Maybe they want to show up a control freak. (laughs) Maybe they want to show up an explosion of mess when they don't get their way. Well, we have to give them grace. We have to give them space to show up like that. Whether whether people choose to grow, whether people choose to position themselves where God can heal them or not, that is not our business. I just have to let them do them. I have to trust God's voice to be the loudest voice in their life, just like I'm trusting Him to be the loudest voice in my life. I have to trust Him to see them through to completion, just like I'm trusting Him to see me through to completion. And I want all the grace God has for me, so I have to be willing to extend that grace to others, even if they're not showing up the way we want them to show up. Because if we're getting frustrated at them for not showing up the way we want them to show up, we're actually just becoming like them who are frustrated with us because we're not showing up in the way they want us to show up. So just give grace and space for people to show up however they choose to show up. Okay, the fourth thing is that I can keep showing up however I think is best. That's pretty empowering. When we know who we are in Christ, when we believe that He guides us and leads us, when we believe that we can leave the place that our spirit isn't at rest and stay in the place where our spirit is at rest, we can show up however we think is best. When we can stay in a place of peace, knowing God is well-pleased with us, 
It doesn't matter how many people aren't pleased with us because our identity knows that God is well pleased with us. It doesn't matter if nobody else is pleased with us. It doesn't matter if what we're doing makes sense to anybody else. It only matters if you are at peace in your relationship with a God who is leading you, with a God who is whispering into you, this is the way to walk. The God who gives grace when we mishear and when we misstep, we're either going to trust Him to lead us or we're not. And if we're going to misstep, we can trust Him to get us back on track. But it doesn't matter all the voices out there. It doesn't matter the angry voices, the disappointed voices. Those voices can't be the loudest voice in our lives. We have to let God be the loudest voice in our lives and keep showing up however we think He is leading us, however we think He is talking to us. Whatever ideas we think He is whispering into us to do, do those things with peace and confidence. Just show up how you think is best in that moment, trusting Him to lead you and to guide you. The fifth tip I have for you is just the empowering ability to keep our heart open to love well. That's it. We have a choice to keep our heart open. We have a choice whether or not we're going to ask God to help us. We have a choice whether we're going to extend grace. We can ask God to help us to to keep loving and extending this grace and to keep being kind. We can ask God to show up in our language and our response. We can ask God to help us respond instead of react. We can ask God to give us eyes to see these people in front of us as He sees them. We can keep our heart open to love well, knowing that wounded people wound people. So if you're being wounded by people, just look at them and think, man, There's some wounds in there, and that angry explosion, that frustration, that effort to try to control and manipulate is coming from a wound. I mean, God or Jesus looked out on the the crowd of people and he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So we can look out on people and know that they need the healing touch of the Lord. If they're having this volcanic explosion of negative emotions, and I have been that person that had this volcanic explosion of negative emotions, I've spent much of my life reacting to people and circumstances instead of responding to the Holy Spirit. So I am that person that needed grace. I am that person who needed compassion. I am that person that I wish people would have been more freely with their grace to let me show up however I was going to show up. I know what it's like to feel like I have expectations on me. So I want to be the person that now extends that grace to people and allows people permission. Give them permission to show up. I'm going to give you permission to show up angry at me. I'm going to give you permission to show up disappointed in me and frustrated. And I'm going to give you permission to ignore me. I'm going to give you permission to build a wall in your heart against me because I'm going to trust God with it. I'm going to stay in the place where peace resides in me. I'm going to do what I think the Lord wants me to do. And I'm going to trust Him to see you through to completion. And I'm going to trust Him to see me through to completion because that's all I can do to stay in the place of peace. And that's all I can do to extend an invitation of intimate relationship with people who want to be frustrated because I don't do the things they think I should do. 
So I hope there were some nuggets of wisdom for you in here today as you create your own invitations to intimate relationship with the people in your sphere of influence. I'll be back tomorrow. 